Well, the Richmond Football Club has pulled a bit of a surprise tonight. They've announced Marlon Pickett to play his debut for the club in a grand final. And what I love is that 99 years ago, Bill James from Kyabram debuted in Richmond's 1920 Premiership and he won. And that was his last game for Richmond. One game, one goal, one flag. So I am so happy to be speaking to Bill James's grandson, Rod. It's a pleasure to speak to you, Rod. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Rod. How are you? <laughs> Very well. Now, we saw each other a couple of years ago when the Richmond Football Club um, made a, an, a very intriguing and lovely gesture relating to history. What was it? Yes, it was um, they were awarding all uh, premiership players life membership and it was a big surprise to us because my grandfather, of course, only played one lane game with Richmond and <laughs> I actually felt a bit guilty about it because uh, so many other people who have spent years and years at the club that probably um, would have thought, what the hell, but of course I was not going to say no, right? So it was a lovely occasion to go down to Richmond with my um, cousins with me and receive a life membership for my grandfather. Now, I'm guessing someone from the club, did they call you, did they out of the blue and say, here's what's happened? Basically, yes, yes, yes. It came as a big shock, actually. It was, um, but look, at, at the end of the day, um, I, of course, love my grandfather, of course, and um, there are always so many stories about his football career, um, which were not all true. <laughs> but, um, but look, it, it, it was a fantastic occasion, and um, yes, it, it, it was really memorable for the family, and we were really happy to receive the right membership on behalf of him. Now, can I ask, um, Rod, how old are you? How old am I? I'm 59, right? 59? Yep. So you were born in uh, what year are we talking? 1960. 1960. Now, um, Bill, your grandfather, he died when? Yes, he died around 1966, 67. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was quite a little fellow. I remember walking past him and he was quite ill. They lived at Hughesdale in um, at that time and um, we lived out at Noble Park and I was quite often go and stay with them and um, when I was little, I remember I'd always sort of walk past him and he'd be in his old um, sort of tartany dressing gown. He wasn't a well man and as I'd walk past he'd give me a boot up the bum and again and yeah, that's about, you know, the uh, the only memories I had to him really because I was only, of course, you know, six or seven, so I um, don't remember a great deal. Well, I love that he gave you a bit of a boot up the bum. He used the foot. This is the foot, <laughs> which is yeah, part that's of... That's right. Which that's is part right. of folklore. Well, well look, uh, apparently that foot, um, even at that age, just before he died, there were still bits of shotgun shot coming to the surface. Gee. From where he'd been shot in the foot. But of course, from what we learned, it wasn't uh, nine 
1921. He was shot in the foot. It was 1925. But, of course, it did end his footy career. Um, yeah. But, yeah, different to what we believed. Yeah, so the common understanding was that he played for Richmond in that one game, went back up to Kyabram, and it was there while he was hunting. He's accidentally shot part of his part of his toes off on his foot. And was that... Was that the story that your family had heard? Yeah, well, we always believe the story. We, everyone believed. And, and look, we met, I suppose no one ever took the time to actually sit down yeah. and ask my grandmother, but we always sort of believed that, um, as you said, he played in the 1920 grand final, and what we believed is... Uh, early 1921, that he had, um, he and his friend, uh, Mr. Nuttall, who was, I think he was a chemist he from was. around Shepparton, but he was a good friend of my grandpa's, they went out shooting. And anyway, uh, this Nuttall gentleman was getting through the fence and didn't hand his shotgun to my grandfather and, um, as he was getting through the fence, it went off and straight into my grandfather's foot, which was true, but that happened in 1925 and not 1921. Well, it's, isn't it amazing how just this, the myths, well, the, the true story slightly becomes a myth because it's yeah, assumed it yeah, happens. Yeah, we always yeah. thought it was around 1921, but it was, you know, four years later, and, and we always believe that, uh, you know, that end of his footy career, which to a certain extent it did with Kyabram, I suppose, but um, undoubtedly what must have happened is he played the grand final in 1920 and I think he went back. Yeah. I'm not sure. You probably know. A bit of a pre-season, yeah. Around about March or April in the next year, he sort of sounds like he was still there because they announced that he has, that James has gone back home. They say in the in the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I think what the case was Rick, that um, in those days he worked on uh, on the family farm with his father, and I don't think his father was really well. Um, and I think he, uh, hmm. he probably, and of course, he probably didn't have employment down in Melbourne. Um, and, and yeah, look, he probably met my grandmother by that stage in too, and um, so he probably had the love of his life back up in Kyabram, um and the family farm and that, and I think it was probably just all um, too much and thought, well, you know, I'm going back to Kyabram and, hmm. you know, played the one and only game and returned sort of back up there to live his life. And he goes back to Kyabram. He doesn't shoot his toes off straight away. Instead, he plays for the Kyabram Football Club again and plays in the 1921 and 22 premierships and I think then becomes an official of some sort there. So it sounds like, I mean, he had a he was a pretty well-known figure in Kyabram, I'm guessing, or the family yes, was. Yes, I think so. Yeah. The, the story of how he... Shot had his toe shot off. You're you're pretty much spot on because what happened was the the newspaper cutting was discovered in the Argus paper of January the sixteenth, nineteen twenty five. It yeah. was it was only discovered as you said a couple of years ago, 
Um, the main person who found it was Rob Harris, who's a researcher online, and he sort of brought it to my attention, and that sort of changed the course of history, so to speak. Um, it says, and I'll just read you a thing, it says, Mr. W. James, a leading Kyabram athlete, so obviously he was a pretty good sportsman up there, um, while returning with Mr. D.L. Nuttall, the secretary of the Kyabram Coursing Club from a shooting expedition today, so this is on the way back from the shooting expedition, was shot in the right foot. Mr. Nuttall placed a gun on the other side of a fence and climbed through it. He stepped on the hammer of the trigger as he was getting through, and Mr. James, who was about six foot distant, received practically the full discharge in his foot. Mr. Nuttall, who is a chemist, rendered first aid and carried Mr. James on his back for half a mile to the house of Mr. R. Breen on the Kuma Kyabram Road. Oh, right. It's a pretty incredible story, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I, I think he mainly cut the shot into the, the top arch of his foot. Right, yeah. Um, okay. And, yeah, as, as I said, there was still, there was still, most of his life, there was still, um, what I was told, there was still pellets, sort of, that you could, were still visible, sort of thing, in his foot. That's incredible. He was admitted to the Marupna Hospital where he was there for a couple of months. He remained there for three months, so that was a pretty serious foot injury. Did you? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was surprised that he was actually in hospital for that long. Um, yeah. But of course, in those days, too, um, infection um, of course. was the main enemy, I suppose, because um, you know things like penicillin weren't really available until in the 1940s. So, hmm. in at the end of the day, it could have even been an injury that killed him due to infection. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 you may not know, but I wonder, I'm guessing, did he walk with a limp after that or did he have an assistance or a cane or anything, do you know? No, from what, from what, I, um, from what I recall, he could walk all right and yeah. everything um, because he actually... I think he worked for the Gas and Fuel Company, maybe, as a meter reader. <laughs> we we'll need um, to walk for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, he, he did have a little motorbike. He'd run around on an old 350 Jowler, I think, um, or CZ. But um, from, no, from my memory, he could sort of walk all right. Goodness. So he worked for the Gas and Fuel Company? He did, yeah. Good on him. Yep, I think based in Oakley, around Oakley somewhere. So did he, did he how, how, how long was he living in Kyabram for? Like, did he spend the later part of his life back down in Melbourne? Correct, yeah. Um, look, I'm not sure exactly when they made the move down to Hughesdale. Hmm. Um, I would say, look, it's a hard one now. certainly travelled around, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Did your, did your father talk much about him? My dad, yeah. Oh, look, dad was, was very proud of him. Unfortunately, I lost my dad at a fairly early age. Um, 
felt that perhaps you know no one would remember him or you know he was only there for the one game that you know who's this sort of <laughs> who's this older man sort of here in the rooms oh, that's right, you know, saying yeah. he played for Richmond back in the old days sort of thing so I can understand his reticence a bit uh, he's yeah, a bit to yeah. do that did he um d- d- can I ask what did he pass away from was he always was he a sick man yeah, late in his he, life? he passed away he did have an early bout of prostate cancer right. um but i think mainly it was mainly heart problems that he passed away from yeah yeah mind you i spoke to prostate he probably still had the prostate cancer at the time but i'm pretty sure it was a heart problem that um ended his life did you ever hear how come he came to Richmond? No, no. From, um, from what I, I don't know whether there were... Um, would it be possible that there were Richmond scouts that saw him playing mm. to tie over Medell? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think... I think I don't, I don't actually have the answer, but I think if we can piece together the fact that there's either a scout up the country there who sees him, and yeah, and I, I sort of led to believe something like that, that maybe some, you know, some Richmond scout had seen him playing for Kyabram, and, and that's how it um, come about. Well, he was a pretty good player with Kyabram, so I can understand them pointing him out. Um, and it's possible that he might have known someone down in Richmond himself or through someone he might have known a player. Because on grand final day, Richmond made three changes that day. Um, George Bayless, George Ogilvie and Gerald Rush were out and in came Bob Carew, um, Billy James and, and Dan Minogue, the captain, he was ill from the previous week. And James yeah. played Ford Pocket they had him at, which was quite well, lovely. Because he did actually play Ford Pocket, did he? He did, yes. And yeah, he, so he wasn't changing um, with um, roving at all? Or? Well, I, not... Certainly in the match reports, I can't quite see that because there was also Huey James playing that time. And so 
You've got a few James references throughout the article, but I think they're referring to Huey James. Oh, um, right. Because right. he was sort of playing everywhere on the field of that day. From what I... It, looks, it certainly looks like he's played there in the forward line. And in fact, I'm not sure if you know this, um, your grandfather kicked Richmond's last goal in the 1920 Premiership. Yes, yes, we always felt um, happy about that because it's true enough, we were told he sort of kicked the goal that basically well and truly sealed it for them. Um, yeah, well... Yeah, that always made us happy. <laughs> I think you're pretty much spot on. Richmond finished on seven goals, ten behinds, 52 points. To Collingwood's five, uh, five goals, five behinds, 35 points. So, so if he's kicked... Before he's kicked that last goal, Richmond are on 46 points. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty close game, you know. There's about 10 points in it. Yeah. And we know that he's kicked the goal near the end because I found a reference here that says, um, streaming around the wing, there being Richmond, next rush closed with a goal to W. James. And just as the bell rang, Coventry had whipped another through for Collingwood. And so that was the final score of... Yeah. Of that, um, the a paper called The Advocate gives us a bit more information. It says, Bobby Carew had a clever shot for goal that was just stopped by Saunders, the great Collingwood backman, and made another pass to little James of Kyabram, who snapped a beautiful goal. And I love it how they, there's a few newspaper articles that talk about his height, you know, little yeah. James. So he must have been a pretty sort of small man. He was. That's, that's why I asked about the raving sort of bit because, um, look, it's weird. He, um, yeah, he, he, he didn't have much height to him. Neither did my dad, but then again, I'm the bloody opposite. I'm six foot two, so oh, when wow. I played football, I, I, was, I was playing ruck. So. <laughs> Completely unlike the Jameses. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, there is one more reference to Bill, and that is that in the Herald, it gives us a bit more information. It says that Bob Carew ended with a short pass to Hall, um, and that would be Clary Hall, who handballed to W. James, and the recruit from Kyabram whipped the ball through like a flash. So it seems the Carew to Clary Hall, who handballed, which was a pretty rare thing back in those days, yeah. to W. James, and again, he whipped the ball through like a flash. So he sounds like a pretty quick sort of um, athlete, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah look, I, I think he was, he was pretty handy. And from what I can gather, even um, in his later years, even with his bad foot, I think he filled in, and, um, which you probably know, Kyle in 1928. <laughs> I think that's when he played filled in for someone. He came back again. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, it is. It is. Because yeah, I, think, I think at that time he was, uh, he was secretary of Kyabram as well by that stage. So, yeah, yeah. So he probably, a man down, he thought, oh, I'll just put on the boots one more time. Why not? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> now, um, your grandfather passed away on the 27th of December, so just after Christmas. 1966, he was 66 years of age. Yep. He was born in a place called Friarstown. 
Yep, and I actually don't live that far from there. <laughs> oh, Which I, I didn't I didn't really know, but yeah, I, I live sort of just out of Mary though in central Victoria and Friars Town is not that far away from Castle Main, which is, uh, you know, probably only about an hour away. Isn't that great? Isn't that lovely? Yeah, yeah. Can I ask, Rod, do you have children yourself? Yes, yes, I do. I've got a, um, a son and a daughter. They're both um, early 30s. Are they across the history of Bill James? Are they what, sorry? Uh, Are they across the history of your grandfather? Do they know about Bill James and his story? Oh, yes, 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 I make sure they do. Um, uh, my son's uh, a definite Richmond supporter. Um, but my wife poisoned my daughter back for Geelong, so... <laughs> can't, we can't have that. No, no, I'm going to have to change it in the way the day, I think. <laughs> Are you going to watch the uh, grand final this weekend? I certainly will be, mate, yep. Do you think you're just going to pay a little bit of extra attention to Marlon Pickett, considering it's his first game? I certainly will, and look, I, I hope he goes really well. It, it will be very overwhelming for him, I'd say, but at the end of the day, he's just really got to um, try not to be overwhelmed, and look, at the end of the day, all he really has to do is beat his opponent and his job's done. Yeah, what, what position is he playing, sorry? Yeah. He's, well, look, they classify him as a midfielder, right? So, oh, right, yeah. So, I mean, that could mean anywhere, really, couldn't it? You could, oh, that's right. They've that's technically right. named him... Look, they've named him on the interchange. So, yep. he, look, we might see him in the forward pocket. We might see him in the middle of the ground. We might see him in the half-forward line, you know, just... Oh, that, that's right. Wouldn't it be wonderful if he's made the goal for us? <laughs> Well, if he does, I'll be thinking back to Bill, I reckon, and just thinking oh, right. <laughs> how incredible it is to think to think that we're alive for this too, to witness maybe history oh, exactly, being rewritten. Exactly. Um, GWS are going to want it really badly. Um, and actually, um, I have a friend at a uh, Mad Collingwood supporter, and I said to her last week, um, she was... Um, on Facebook saying, you know, go Collingwood, we're in front, that was at the end of the first quarter, and I said, well, I said, I think it's only a fleet that they're in front, actually. I said, GWS appeared to want it a lot more than what Collingwood do, and, yeah, later as the game went on, that proved to be the case. They um, really played well, tackled hard, and just wanted that ball all the time. So, um, I think... Don't think Richmond are going to have an easy job by any means. No, but we do hope that the uh, it falls our way, don't we? So that's right. That's right. Well, make sure you um, on Saturday, uh, Rod. Make sure you raise a glass to I Bill. Will do. I will do. <laughs> raise a glass and have one for me if you can, please. Two for Bill. Um, I certainly will. Rick. And it's been such a pleasure to speak to you, and also to have met you a couple of years ago. So the pleasure and was all mine. Talk to you, mate, and thank you so much. Um, I really enjoyed the day talking to you down there.